0: Dumb! What a dumb injury. But anyway, we okay. Discuss, we, we can discuss. <laughs> yeah. it, won't we.
1: I think I think that's a, that's that's a great way to start. Uh, welcome to Colin <laughs> Shots. Uh, the what a, what a dumb injury uh, episode with uh, with the purveyors of light years, uh, Andy Lewis and Uh Thanks, guys, for coming on uh, again as 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 my official Warriors correspondents, of course.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got it anytime. Hopefully. Hopefully, you can ask us when things are going well, every now and every now, not just when everything's <laughs> falling apart. I mean, this, I, 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 I feel, this feel like we talked during
1: the playoffs time. last year, so. Yeah.
0: That's true. That's this true. was planned before the injury, so I, I blame this on oh, you. Seth. You know what true. I mean? I, I just can't remember these things. Seth did technically ping us on Monday or Sunday, so. Yes, Gross. it is all his fault.
1: Yep. Yep. So, I guess. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go a different way. We're not going to talk about the injury up front because we're going to assume that Steph is going to be out for three weeks and they're going to fall a few games behind. And then, you know, they still have 30, 40, you know, 35 games left to, to, you know, get to where they need to go to get into the postseason. So let's start with, with why they have been a 500 team this year so far instead of worrying about that. Because if they were playing at a – kind of a championship level with Steph, him missing for three weeks wouldn't be a problem.
0: You want me to go first? Yeah, um, go ahead. I honestly think more than anything, it's they have no big man depth um, in general. And I think everything kind of goes off from there. Uh, you know, it's like Otto Porter was kind of the, a steal for them last year. But even like Bielitza could play a role. Not only did they play big man positions, but they could play that style of, you know, read and react motion offense that uh, the Warriors like to play. Um, and, you know, Wiseman obviously isn't working out. And Jamichael Green, they're hoping to, you know, catch the same kind of magic of, a, you know, vetman guy who's been around mm-hmm. the league. He's not mm-hmm. able to do it either, and I just feel like everything kind of goes from there because it's, it's Looney and Draymond, and when those guys are on the floor, they look like the Warriors for the most part. And when they're off the floor, they look, you know, terrible. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much that's the story of the Warriors this season is, is that they're going to win a championship if they can make it to the postseason uh, healthy and in a decent seed and with their top seven guys healthy. And that's not going to happen right now. Uh, and I know we're not going to get to the Steph injury yet, but even before the Steph injury, that was the case. It's, dude, regular season's 82 games. The NBA the NBA has two versions of basketball. It's regular season basketball and postseason basketball. The Warriors can only play postseason basketball right now, and you cannot do that across every single regular season game because you're going to end up playing the Indiana Pacers, and they suck, but it doesn't matter. They're going to show up, <laughs> and they're going to play harder Shots. than you fired <laughs> actually i love half their team actually and they, actually they don't suck because they're 500 but you know yeah, i was gonna say they're like the andy lou all-stars like every one of <laughs> the players like dude, dude. dude imagine if the warriors had Nemhard. just imagine he's just and you know i love how burn you know i like him more than lamello i think he's gonna be a much better player but it's just you can't you can't sustainably play that type of basketball and the warriors realize that after the first 10 games they're like oh my goodness we're three and seven our bench stinks. Now we have to go and play super hard. And they went 7-3. and three, But you can't do that across 82. And now Steph's hurt, right? Espe- and,
1: especially with an old team.
0: And they're old. Steph's old. Draymond's old. Yeah. Clay's old. Uh, you know, Looney looks old. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Wiggins is hurt already, right? He's been out a week plus. Who knows? You know, he should be coming back soon. But still, it, it sounds not... like he's going to play Sunday, but... We'll see. He better. They need a win. It's a must win. Every game is a must win. The next three weeks, right? But you can't. Yeah, to my point, you can't. You can't play that type of basketball.
1: So, I'm part of the reason why the depth has been such a problem is I think that we've, I, that between the three of us, we've probably beaten up on James Wiseman enough. And I think the best thing you can say is that that he's not a Warriors player. He might. I still think there's a a a, a good NBA player possible there. He's just, you know, you talked about playing read and react basketball. Uh, I had PD Webb on about a month ago and he was like, this is a guy who's like minus three seasons of game reps. How do you think he's, how do you think he's going to work if you're if you're tossing him in at that kind of, expecting that kind of play? So anyway, but we don't need to relitigate that. Um, it's more, of, to me, it's like not giving, it, it, Kaminga has gotten a little more of a chance recently, but kind of not really putting Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, two players I like, in a position to kind of fill in some of those roles.
0: Yeah, and, and that kind of gets to my big man point. How much easier would it be to find a role for Moody or Kuminga if you had Kelly Olynyk? You know, is Kelly Olenek the world's most amazing player? No, but he's a veteran who can play the Warriors style. <laughs> and fits a role, which makes it easier to play a hyper-athletic wing who can defend but maybe doesn't have a jump shot, you know? Um, and it, it comes back to kind of, you know, the, the downstream effects of one bad roster decision at the or two bad roster positions at the big man spots. And then, you know, you tie into it, like, is Steve Kerr the best development coach in the NBA? No. He's not, you know, he's – He's definitely a veterans over young guy, go- young kids kind of guy, and and that's how you get here. Because I kind of agree with you. I think, I think Moody and Kuminga in a different situation, not even a different team, just a different roster construct, probably look a little more advanced than they do right now. It's I, not I, even. It's not Steve Crow's job, by the way, to develop these guys. It's not. <laughs> he's, pay, he's paid to win championships. So I mean,
1: I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I mean, I, it's 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 really hard to, to have that dual focus, and this is, um, you know, uh, we'll we'll see when the time comes. But one of the rumblings you hear about out of Oklahoma City is that they're maybe one of the first teams that's taking like player development and having that less be sort of a. A function under the head coach and more of an organizational function uh, 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 Sam Presti's a big baseball guy and like you know team team uh, player development is an organizational thing not a not a manager thing necessarily hmm. um, and I don't know how how well that exactly ports to basketball but once a team gets to the point where they're trying to compete you know how, how are you gonna get scrimmage reps in if you got a bunch of 30 year olds exactly. who, who don't who don't practice because exactly why yeah.
0: And can you um, blame Steve Kerr for no. losing it if Moses Moody comes in and he starts dribbling the ball around for no reason and, and chucking up like a, a shot at the rim when he shouldn't be? I I don't think you can blame him. And then at the same time, <laughs> I also, I'm also yeah. I'm also saying like Steve, you gotta play the kid because what do, does GP two and Otto and, and Damian Lee JTA and b Billy are those guys on the team because they're fucking not. Last I checked, Ty Jerome stinks. So what are we like? What are we doing here if you don't have the vets? to play over those guys, you got to let these kids figure it out. And, and, you know, Steve's never, never really done that. Um,
1: yeah, no, that's, I think that's a great point in that if it's okay, if you're playing Alec Burks over, just to pick a name, over, oh, over Moses' Moody, Yeah. Yeah, then, you know, okay. But Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome.
0: <laughs> neither of them, just so we're clear, neither of them were on the roster when camp opened. So it's not even like they're guys that they had like, a development plan for. They're like, yeah, we don't like anyone, and they just got waived, so we're bringing them into camp a week before season starts. So it's just kind of like, yeah. I mean, I'm sympathetic to it because if you're Steve Kerr and you just won a title last year and you know your core can win another one and you know they might only have one, two years, just based on, like, logical estimations of their ages, Um, I, too, would not want to be spending my whole like what are we doing here like prioritizing 20 year old development when we should be all in right like that's i do understand that and i don't i don't disagree <laughs> with them and i think i think i think um, i think that's what's annoying for for, for um, most warriors fans when they look at it it's like okay but we we still we're watching one of the greatest players of all time who is very firmly still in his prime albeit with some shoulder thing right now um, shouldn't we, shouldn't we be thinking about that more so than like 2025?
1: I mean, I, th- I think we argued about exactly this last year. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. I, I frankly, in like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a weird position to take, but I think that like they were in more danger against the Celtics than they needed to be, um, in a part, if they had, if they had kind of done some, done some moves to be, a, like he said, all in on today, um, you know, they they got away with it more than it was the right decision, and I think this year we're kind of seeing why. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, because you're playing because you only have half the roster spots um, going towards players competing. That like, let's just say, Milwaukee. Milwaukee has um, what's the, what's the rookie they drafted? Uh, Bochamps. Yeah. Um, and he looks nice, but it's like majority of their roster is veterans. That with the thought that like can this guy help us in our pursuit of a title? Not like, can this guy help us in 2026 when Giannis is 32 or what, you know, whatever he is, but God, he's still really young. Anyway, uh, that's a different conversation, but you get what I'm getting at. Yeah. They're all in. The Warriors are like, yeah, we got like eight to nine players. who are all in and five to six guys.
1: Who are- and part of the problem I think is that the, is that the guys maybe seven through nine who
0: they thought they're all in with. Haven't
1: given them. I would, I would, probably go six through nine given the, the struggles Jordan Poole has had this year. Let, let's, let, let's go there. Like what's um, he's, he's someone who I was not a huge fan of, but kind of came around on as you had to do over the course of last year and last playoffs. But it just hasn't, it, this year has not gone well for him. Fair.
0: Yeah. It's, no, <laughs> it's not. No, no, it's not. It's not going well <laughs> for him. And I think <laughs> For me, the reasons, I I think, is they've put him in a situation that's been pretty difficult. Uh, He's under a lot of pressure, especially when they started the season. First, he got knocked out uh, by I don't know how you deal with that. Uh, Two, they they put him in a situation where he had to run a second unit with a lot of bad basketball players. James Wiseman, Jermichael Green, and then Jonathan Kaminga at the three. Uh, You're setting the kid up for failure. Like, that's what the Warriors do with Steph Curry is they put a bunch of scrubs next to Steph and just say, hey, can you just keep us afloat for four minutes so that we can get, you know, to the next part where the bench is going to be a lot better, right? Like, that's what that's what they do. And they kind of did something similar for, for Poole. And it's the kid's 22 and he's a shoot first guard that's trying to figure out how to make it in the NBA still with or without the big contract. And I think that that was difficult for him. And then on the other side, like he doesn't he doesn't get absolved of blame. I mean, I don't know what he's doing out there half the time. He's total he's a total spaz on the court. He's dribbling out of bounds for no reason. He's falling down every other play. Defense has got not gotten any better. There's really nothing he's gotten better at in the offseason outside of like he can dribble more. Like he picked up new dribble combos, so his IG reel looks better. Like that's a some bias. of which
1: get called for carries now.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, which is I mean to me it's bullshit because the ref, NBA refs are terrible and they they don't call that on any of the <laughs> other players. But sure, <laughs> um, but it's it's not it's both the Warriors' fault and his fault, right? Like it's both. It's pull you haven't gotten better at anything, frankly, and two they haven't put him in a in a way where. You know, if he was playing with D. Lee and, and Bielita and Otto, like, life would be a lot better. It'd be a lot easier. He can just focus on scoring. But right now, he's trying to he's trying to feed the rock to Jermichael Green, who's awful. And uh, yeah. and I think that's just, you know, it's bad. It's very bad. I think I think one thing I've learned about Jordan Poole this year is, like, although he has flashy assists and he can handle the ball, uh, he's not a point card. And – Um, You know, you can fool yourself into thinking he can run a team because he can split a pick and roll and feed the, you know, feed the roller and like, oh, wow, that's a nice play. But like in terms of like keeping his team in flow and moving the ball and picking his spots, he's a a scorer. He's not that guy. And as Andy said, they kind of wanted him to be that guy in the beginning part of the season, and that didn't work. So that's that's why they've moved Draymond to the second unit. Uh, so he could be kind of the yep. adult yep. setting everything up. But then that runs back to the same problem, which is like, yes, all your problems are solved if Draymond and Steph play 48 minutes, but uh, but they can't because, you know, biology is real and, and whatnot. You know, like, <laughs> well, it's, it's just like it's, it's not realistic, right? So like if they played playoff rotation minutes every game, they'd be, you know, 79 and three. They'd beat every single team. But like, that's you, not can't can't it's, like, you can't do that. You got to get through the season. And, and part of getting into the season is having actual humans on the bench, and they don't. They have sixteen. Play, eight. You know, a Juan Toscano-Anderson who, like, yes, he specifically only fits the Warrior system, and like, he <laughs> might not, he might not fit like twenty-five NBA teams uh, because they just don't have that like point role for him to play. You know, yeah. but like, the reality is, you could throw him out there, and he could do his Draymond impression, and Poole could move off ball, and you know um get you nine points on, you know, a bunch of kind of those like pet actions the Warriors run, the split cuts and everything. Uh and that's stuff they can't do unless Draymond's on the floor now. Cause they don't even have um they don't even have someone like Juan who is just kind of like, you know, he did a he figured out a poor man's Draymond role, which is what they needed to make their system run.
1: So essentially it's it it, it largely comes down to I they made like their end the end of the rotation moves. I thought were were pretty solid. Like I, I I'm surprised Jemichael Green has not given them more. And and Dante Divincenzo was a was a reasonable bet to make, but it just seems like they've kind of they've kind of Dante's struck out there.
0: Dante's actually come around pretty well for the Warriors, but in his case, it's I don't want to say it's a redundancy thing, but it's like they're not dying for six three six four guard play, you know. So, right. um, it, it's, it's it, the roster construction issue really, in my opinion, does come down to like, so Michael hasn't worked out and, um, you know, Wiseman hasn't worked out either. And it really is just Draymond and Looney, uh, who can play front court positions. And then like, you go against no, Mil- we're not even talking about the fact that, you know, when you go against like Milwaukee, it exposes it to the nth degree because they're set up to take advantage of that. But it's like, that's kind of the issue.
1: For sure, and it,
0: this is why the, this is why they need Wembenyama. This is why they've made the, the, decision,
1: the decision. We're packing
0: it in. We're packing <laughs> it in. We're getting Victor. We're coming back next year.
1: <laughs> so realistically, like, what is the longest time you think Steph can miss before? Um, I think this is you know healthy. This is you – know, there's been teams in the past, oh, don't let the Lakers make the play-in and stuff like that, which has been, for, <laughs> in the most case, has been kind of BS. Um, yeah. This is a case where – and, it, and I, frankly, it looked like this last year, and then they they kind of went on a run without Steph late in the year because it did if, – if memory serves, it did look like they could when, – when Steph was hurt at the end of last regular season, it did look like it was possible for them to slide into the play-in, did it not? And they kind yeah, of... like,
0: like the I think I think we were talking succeed I think it was getting it was like pretty much sliding out of home court advantage and you know yeah. you know how hard it is to win a title if you don't have some semblance of home court advantage and the Warriors got kind of fortunate because the Suns are frauds that they, they played the Mavs right and so they, they kind of had home court uh, a good amount um, I, had to, I had to throw in the Suns there for you thank you <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. ah they're screwed. <laughs> They're screwed. He's out a month. Like at this point, there's no, there's nothing that that the Warriors have said. Steph has said. Anybody has said that makes you think he's going to come back in two weeks. Like this is at least three to four weeks, probably four, which is fifteen or so games. And the Warriors have to find a way to be five hundred. And the reason why they won those last five games last year was Jordan Poole. I mean, there were other reasons, but Jordan Poole is the main reason because he. Is he when he's playing that well? Is what eighty percent of Steph Curry, which is like, which is an MVP type of player? Well, eighty percent first team. So, so you know he's as good as the Damian Lillard types, right? If he's going to be able to be eighty percent of Steph, so that he was that guy to end the season. It's just you know Sam and I watching every game. Have we seen Jordan Poole this season be able like and think that he's going to be able to do that? Well, he has to now, and. Literally, we watched tonight, they're playing the Sixers in Philly, and Draymond's already out, and Andrew Wiggins isn't playing, and they're probably going to lose this game by 25. So, it's it's a great start to this stretch without Steph here. Uh, they, really need, Let me, they really need Jordan Poole to be the guy, and then Draymond and Clay need to just, just be better. You're the veterans. Be better. It's like getting kicked out, Draymond, just because Steph isn't there. Be a grown-up, maybe. So, <laughs> so I, I, have a, I have a different answer for you, Seth. I'm, you look at their schedule. 12 games. That's the absolute maximum, in my opinion, Steph can miss. So they have four more games on this road trip. Um, two of them, I would say, are winnable. Uh, but let's let's be realistic, given the roster. Like, they're going to be lucky to go one and three, these final four. Um, then they have an eight-game stand. which what's disappointing about Steph getting hurt is if you look at that schedule – that should have been a 7-1 stretch for the Warriors. That should have been where they move themselves out of this, like, play in malaise into the 4-5 range. I mean, it's like, you're at home for two weeks, it's Charlotte, it's Orlando, it's Utah. It's it's just kind of like... And they've been a good home team. So, the, the, so it sucks that, you know, they're not going to take advantage of that. It's going to be more about staying alive at this point. But four weeks from today is when that homestand has officially ended and they're back on the road. Uh, If we're getting to that point, um, January 13th, they've, uh, you know, they've played 12 games, these last four on the road trip and that really favorable eight game homestand and Steph is nowhere to be seen. That's when I will be worried because they could go six and six through this 12 game span. It is very favorable even without Steph you know it again like I said it sucks they should be going 10 and two through this entire stretch and kind of like you know waking themselves up now it's just like can you stay in the eight to ten range really so um but yeah to answer your question that would be if we start hearing setback and it's more like February I think I, I don't know if they have enough in them to to make an, a run to get back to the playoffs
1: I mean if they go like three and nine over over like this 12 game stretch and, and it's okay, 17 and 24 with, with half the season left to play. I think that's doable. I mean, given, given, you know, with, with reasonable health elsewhere, I think that's doable. If, if we start, if, if, it's, if, it's doable,
0: but it's, starting, but it's
1: starting to get very thin. Yeah. No, if you, if you start to extend that to like, you know, like night we're 19 and 27 and now both you need you a bigger, already, yeah. yeah, you got a bigger hole hey. and just fewer games to use. Can
0: I, ask you, can I ask this question? I was thinking about this last night. Yeah. Um, I, I had a few too many beers, and I was thinking about the Warriors being a playing team because I think they're a playing team this season. And let's say let's say they're the, the, the ninth seed, and they get in as the eighth seed. I don't know how to math. Let's just say they get in as the eighth seed. And the number one seed is the Grizzlies or the Pelicans because they're both – I love them. They're great. Uh, they're they're going to win a lot of games. They're young teams. They, they've got stuff to play for. Would you take – in a first-round series – would you take the Pelicans or the Warriors? Like, the, the Warriors are healthy, right? Like, they're, they're hitting the let's oh, No,
1: it. I, I, I don't have to think very hard about that. I take the Warriors.
0: <laughs> like, how crazy is that then? Yeah. It's a 1-8 matchup. It's a 1-8 matchup, but I would say probably 95% of people out there are going to say, yeah, the Warriors are going to win that series. Ah! And, but, like, the Warriors, it's almost going to be impossible to win a championship because you're starting out on the road every single series. You're playing – you're essentially starting the postseason on your heels, right? But would that be the first ever eight-one matchup where, yeah, the eight-one team is the eight seed is just favored to win? <laughs> the, the entire series. It
1: was it, in in twenty-one. We got a, we got a little of that in the in, in with the the Lakers and and Suns and Suns. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I, though I thought the I thought the the Lakers were. I like it's funny the revisionism about that series. Oh, until Anthony Davis got hurt. Well, okay, what about but until Chris Paul got hurt? Like I I think yeah. he, I think Healthy the Suns win that series. So yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, yell at me some other time. <laughs> um well, so and I crazy. think I just I, I, I think I I <laughs> um I I I lost my train of thought. Um <laughs>
0: The, my
1: wild just, scenario, you, as, you're, as you're, as you you, you're wild. No, I mean you, you go into that with the with the best player on the floor. But I think here's, here's what it's like the point is is this will be a little bit like the Blazers in the 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 bubble year, right? Is they were they were a dangerous team to the Lakers, except that Dame Lillard had already been playing playoffs for a month.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Because they had to go, they had to, they had to go eight and zero or seven and one or something, just in the bubble games, just to just to. Beat out the Suns to get that spot, right? And then they had to, and 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 that's
0: and that's why I, I kind of feel like this stretch is, in some ways, the season for them because, uh, just look. I mean, I don't know if you have the schedule in front of you, Seth, but look at it. You know, if they go, if they go six and six, um, which
1: no cap in the uh, in the comments is 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 questioning how we see they can go six and six with a roster with two league guys and, and G League players, which. <laughs>
0: It's there. you know I, it comes back to Andy's point of will Draymond Poole and and Clay show up because if they show up you, you know you should be counting on beating Charlotte at home and beating uh you know picking up I guess it's it's a pride question if the, they lock the, in, yeah they should be able to. These, these
1: these it's like these top teams if if you think that the Warriors as at full strength are a top team these top teams like Milwaukee and and, and Memphis and and. Uh, Boston, I think, has, has at one point this year to have beaten like not terrible teams with a bunch of guys out just because sort of that. that You know, I think Milwaukee is above 500 without Giannis this year, I think. And it, it's just they, oh, well, we're, we're going to show up and we're going to grind it out and we're going to institutional culture and knowledge our way to a victory at a, on a random yeah, Tuesday night. The Spurs, night
0: and, the Spurs yeah. did that for years. I mean, I, I remember going to a Warriors Spurs game and it was, um, during the Mark Jackson years, where uh, they were, you know, they were on the rise, but they weren't the dynasty yet, of course, and um, and it was like, you know, I get the notification that no Duncan, no Timmy, no Manu, and no Kawhi, and I'm like, oh, easy W, and of, of course they still beat the Warriors, so it's like you can you can win you can win off one game one game here or there in the NBA if you're like just a strong team.
1: So uh, <laughs> Shardall has a, has a question, so we're gonna bring him up and uh, and and Sweet. get your guys' reaction. Sweet. But... So um, when I heard that Steph Curry injured his shoulder against the Pacers, losing um one twenty five to one nineteen, um, do you guys think that this is a loss for the for the team because um um you know he's gonna be out for three weeks with that injury, um, which isn't so good because as a as a, as a per- fan of myself. I don't like injuries at all, like because injuries—it's—it's it's a game. It's—it's it's like you know, it's basketball. You know, injuries are gonna happen in every sport you play. You know, it—it's evident. Um, you know, do you, uh, who do you think is gonna be a replacement for Steph? You think uh, Jordan Poole is gonna be a good replacement? I'll,
0: I'll I'll handle that first one, cause um, yeah, I'll handle the first one. So I think from a stylistic perspective, it's gonna be Jordan Poole. He's gonna be the guy that that. He's the only guy that can dribble now uh, as a guard. So he's going to be that guy. He did some facsimile of this uh, like like he did l- late last season. From a leadership perspective, though, I think it is going to come down to Draymond a lot. Uh, Draymond has a propensity to not want to play basketball whenever uh, Steph isn't playing basketball. And it's it's frankly, it's, it's immature. And... You can see why he did it in 20, 2020 when D'Lo was on the team, because why would he want to play? Clay's plays out. Everyone's out. It's a bad team. But they need Draymond now more than ever to lead the team and say, hey, I might not be able to do what Steph does, but I'm going to turn my defense all the way up, and we're going to have to find a way to just get wins right now. What yeah, he no- did in Indiana was, frankly, it was it was unacceptable. Dude, that was a it, winnable it- game, right? And he just just gives up.
1: It, it is uh, – it's a very different situation. Like that – that uh, the, the, the first team you mentioned two years ago was – that that team was not going anywhere. Like with, with, with Steph out and they just didn't – you know, KD had left and Clay was out for the season. They, they just weren't going anywhere. And so like Draymond taking a gap year after five straight finals is fine. This year, as you say, like, okay, this is a team that, that could do some things if they get to the point where they can actually try. And they need him to do that. It's a very different situation.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things where if they can hold down the fort, I could actually see them going on a run. The minute Steph comes back where it's like, we finally had that moment to force us to lock in in a way we haven't locked in all season. Um, And and, and, and it, it, it might just be that simple. It might just be like, let's prove we can at least be a 500 team. Without him, and then when he comes back, we're 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 back to being the Warriors and kind of what people thought we were going to be this year, but decided not to be for the first.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think we've 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 enough, but let's take that one step further. What does a pivot look like for this team if it turns out Steph is out for six weeks?
0: Um, this is this is the depression. I mean, it's too early in the day for me to pour uh, some some bourbon in a glass so but anyway um, it's it's 3
1: p.m here so you should be all good
0: i have, I have plans <laughs> of doing some form of a workout today anyway um what i was gonna say is uh i think I, I let's like let's say the worst case happens and they go one in or sorry they go like three and 15 and steph misses 18 games and we're approaching february is trading Draymond green on the table is saying we're out of this, our best-case scenario is getting in the play-in, uh, but, like, we're not going anywhere. Do we even want to try, let's try to get out of tax hell and accrue some assets and regroup in the offseason? I, I don't think that's out of the realm of a worst-case scenario for this team because the one thing I keep coming back to – and Jacob's been pretty explicit about it. He's like, you don't pay this much tax if you don't think you have a shot at winning a title. Well,
1: he's, he he's, he's to find ways to change the rules so they don't have to pay them, but that's, you know, good on him, but no.
0: But I I do think it's, I I don't necessarily disagree with the logic and I think generally how most owners think if they're, let's just say 18 and 35, when Steph comes back, like why, are, are they not just looking at trying to slash payroll at that point? And then and when you look at it, like, there's just not a lot of options. You're not trading staff. No one's taking clay. Um, Wiggins, you just renewed it actually a figure that he might be the second best contract on the team. Pool, you can't trade because the whole poison pool, pill, like, it's, I, I just don't even know how you do that at this stage. How um, you
1: do that that actually, like, saves money as well.
0: Exactly, both. That's the other part. He's he's not really part of the tax for this year, anyway. So um, um, it comes back to Draymond, and we know that there's some um, animosity there with regards to the extension he wants. Um, I don't I don't want it to get here, and I don't think it will get here. But that's that's like the worst case scenario if you're asking me, because I don't think I just I can't imagine if like let's say Steph has setbacks and it really is just a doomed physical year for him are they really just going to like pay a 200 million tax bill while not even getting one home playoff game? You know, like that's the type of, that's the type of like worst case scenario question we're talking about.
1: Right. So, I mean, it does seem like that's almost like there, that is the pivot, I guess. I mean, I think that, I think that, that, Wiseman probably is is someone who who gets moved for as as little as possible coming back, in that scenario as well. Sure. Um, uh, if that hopeful, is, hopefully if, a future pick and no salary type of situation. Yeah. If if they are ready to sort of take the and this is this has been, you know, this has been like the the maximum version of of smiling I think is is the sort of the willingness to no to to accept no we were wrong before it's the absolutely positively too late. Which, you know, I think we, we talked about Smiley
0: before. And I,
1: I kind yes. of think that that's my uh, guy. It's your, I'm sure it is your favorite, your favorite player, your favorite, your favorite series of moves. Jersey, Jersey but,
0: and the Rafter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. That's, I mean, it's a weird spot to be in, but at the same time, it's, this is, uh, it's, a, you know, it's the line from cocktail. Uh, all, all things end, end badly. Otherwise they wouldn't end and yeah. you know the, this is you know zooming out a little bit this it's it's hard for fans to do this but uh which like would you take 2 years of pain from of salary cap hell with this team having you know been to 6 finals and 4 and and, and titles and, and 6 and 4 titles like yeah i think that's an i think any rational person takes that trait, don't they sure
0: yeah of course, yeah. I mean it's not it's not fun in the moment, but like everyone, when they get away from it, will think of the era with high reverence. And yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I've I've seen zero titles before the Steph Curry <laughs> era, so for you know, I'm well ahead of of my expectations. So it, it is what it is. Um, to your point, like that's what makes this whole span so interesting. I could you could see the scenario where they hold it afloat and they start playing with a little more effort and pride, and then Steph comes back, and they go on a little bit of a run, and that run's not going to get them up to a top three seed, but all of a sudden, they're everyone's acknowledging, like, I really don't want to face them if they're a six seed, you know, type of thing. Um, that puts all the pressure on the front office to move the other way and try to get off James Wiseman's salary, because that's your best trade chip to acquire maybe a Yaka Purtle or something like that, right? And go all in because it, you look like you're, you know, the West is wide open. You have the championship acumen. You just need kind of one more veteran piece. So that, that's what makes this whole thing like it could it could go either extreme. It's wild, right?
1: I think that would be a good time to.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> no, yeah, like I, I, I've 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 frankly I've you know been kind of waiting for sort of. Developments from from Kaminga and Moody, and, and boy, would now be a good time to get some of that. I think, I mean, frankly, more Kaminga because I think Moody is <laughs> profiles as, as much more of a of a role guy, um, but at the same time, that's a role they they need filling, like you know, someone who can hit a shot, who can. I defend.
0: actually, I actually think he's about to be the biggest beneficiary of the Steph Curry injury, which sounds weird, but um, part of the reason he hasn't played as much as you would think is. Kerr has in different words basically alluded to the fact he looks for his own shot too much um, which is weird because the dude can really shoot it and I promise you you know possessions that end with him taking open threes are good possessions but um, Steve has preferred to put players who are a little more pass first around mm-hmm. Steph, Poole, and Clay. I mean you, you, yeah I know how you feel about this but you, you also know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Uh- no it's it- like, you know.
0: He might be given more of a green light. He should have been given said green light while Steph Curry was playing, but it is what it is. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him playing like the player everyone thought they were that he was going to be for the Warriors when they drafted him during this little spell, and maybe that's the sort of thing that forces, um, you know, to loosen the leash when Steph comes back, right, so to say.
1: Right. No, I mean, I think that's, that's... – you know, needing needing that seventh and eighth, you know, credible second round playoff guy, like that's that's, a, barring a somehow turning you know Wiseman and maybe one of the other younger young guys into something, like that's that it's it's going to be Kaminga or or, or or Moody are going to be that guy most likely, and and so it just got to got to get there or it it uh, it doesn't. Yeah, um, I, I've actually I did... been
0: happy with Kuminga recently. I don't know. Yeah. I, have you watched him recently?
1: Yeah, no, actually, it's it's been funny. Like I've I've thought that two of his better games have been, you know, in disappointing losses, and so it's it's easy for them to get lost. Like I thought, I thought he did, showed some really good stuff on the defensive end, both against, um, was it? Uh, it was Dallas, and then um, was it was it Indy? What was it? no Sacramento? The, the, the game they lost in really like – no, Utah, I'm sorry. The the game they lost in really just, like just dumb be, fashion. Just to be yeah. clear,
0: they lost to all three of those teams in dumb fashion. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's, there's a lot to pick but from. I know, <laughs> pretty, I know yeah. what you mean. The one that was literally like they fumbled and inbound and it was a – yeah, that, that was Utah, just to be clear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, but it's, it's like, you know, hey, it's a good Jonathan, like, especially in Dallas, like that's a good Jonathan Kuminga performance. And then, but you, it just, it just gets lost because the result goes the other way because of, you know, some other things
0: went wrong. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think the thing yeah. with Kuminga is, I don't know if he, he, like he, he's a reason that they need like a guy who could shoot the ball in the front court because he uh, I've been really impressed with his defense. Um, uh particularly when he's guarding point of attack, maybe not so much health, but like um, when he when like not a lot of guys can credibly guard Luka Doncic. And like you pointed that out, like he at least profiles as that type of player, which is something it's, it's something valuable. Right. So um, I don't know. He's, I, I'm, I am, I am high on him, but maybe I'm just holding on to whatever I can right now.
1: <laughs> so last thing before I let you get out of here, uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, frequent listener uh, Charlie is is bringing is bringing some uh, is bringing an, an offline argument into here where we've been arguing about does Mason Plumley suck or not, and he's he's wondering does Mason Plumley help the lawyers, and he might actually, to be honest, which is a sad statement. Um, but uh, no cap has been asking a good question is like um, why not make the move? Okay, why not make the move now? Um, why why wait? You you know you need some reinforcements now you know, you're probably, regardless of what happens, might want to, you know, cut some payroll. Like, why are you, why are you waiting if you're going to do something specifically, I think with Wiseman, why are you waiting to, 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 I mean, I know why because I mean, teams need a deadline and, and lay love to yeah, you, and put a, stuff think, off. Think,
0: but, imagine you're working for another front office. What is your, what is your position on trading with the Warriors right now? Trying to get, it, just trying to see how desperate they are, right?
1: I mean yeah, but I mean at the same time if you're but thinking about it if you're a team that is going to want to take actually take a shot on Wiseman not just sort of leverage the Warriors and I don't know what that team is but like I you could imagine that given you know sure. again his physical skills and profile like oh well, we can get in on this early and we get we get an extra 2 months of you know developing him and and all all these other things like and and they only want like a a vet rotation guy an who isn't in our, yeah. yeah who isn't in our plans anyway. Like, well, let's like you know, uh, why give other teams a chance to bid against us? I can I can see that happening. Now yeah. it's it's uh,
0: Mascola for Wiseman oh Kenrich Williams for Wiseman. I can't. Well,
1: you know, you, I mean, you get you, when you start to like I'm I'm thinking of Cleveland City, but I I frankly would do Kenrich Williams. if I was the Warriors I would. Do Kenrich Williams for James Wiseman right now.
0: He is a very, he's a very Steve Kerr player. There'll be so I, many, there'll be so many post-game quotes about how he's like a godsend to save the team.
1: <laughs> I mean, he, I, he's, he's been a player I've liked
0: forever. And
1: I think he is a very Warriors player and he, you know, he's a guy who can, who's can, he's not a big, but he can play the four. He can shoot. He can pass. He, he does he's Warriors. Big for can, the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, he, he can do a lot of those Porter Bealitzah things that we've been talking about, and then he can you know go the other team's best players in the fights, and and that is also you know can be valuable.
0: Would you or rather really have? Would I mean? <laughs> would you rather have Kenrich Williams or Jay Crowder on this Warriors team? The Suns are not trading Jay Crowder to the Warriors anyway. Yeah, but I think I, I frankly
1: I frankly think I th- I'd rather have have this. Mm, this See, Warriors it's, it's, team, I think I I think I'd rather have have Williams because I don't I don't want really want the ball in Jay Crowder's hands
0: ever. That, that's I think, that's what that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, like for twenty five teams in the league, I'd probably say Jay Crowder, but for the Warriors, it's probably Ken Rich Williams, right?
1: Yeah, PJ Washington's another name that that no cap is mentioning.
0: That's Oh, what do you think of PJ? I I'm I good. you know
1: I he's, he he. He's a guy okay. who I'm like he like they, no someone should trade for him and then every time I kind of really dig in on him it's just like yeah it's not like he like he's a stretch big who doesn't really shoot he he's a he's a rim protecting four who doesn't really protect like he does he does all the stuff you think he can do just a little bit worse than you think he can do it
0: is that do you, how much of that is because Charlotte is one of the more dead end scenario like. It, are you saying it's player limitations, or just like you're watching the film and that's what you're seeing? Because he's he does he always strike struck me as the kind of guy who move him to a team that gives a shit and knows what they're doing. And you might be like, "Wow, where was this guy?" Get you
1: know? get a little Boris Dio action going.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, Boris was good before that, but yeah. Um, that, no, but that's he was. Yeah, he,
1: you're right. Well, I mean, P.J. Washington was SEC Player of the Year, so I mean, he was he was on some level good before Charlotte got him.
0: He has played winning basketball at some yeah. point in his life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't
1: know. No, I, I I mean, you know, those those feel like late returns for Wiseman, but at the same time, like I think that there is, I think you've you've noted that there are benefits to
0: just like, you know. Like, was, so you think uh, you think at this stage, this, this is actually very interesting to me. At this stage, this is year three of the Wiseman thing. Year one, you know, looked a little good, got injured, misses all of year two, and now he's – well, I guess he just got recalled for the G League. But, like, anyway, you want to slice it. This is not what you expect out of a number two pick. You still think those are light returns for where he's at? Um Contract about like all that sort of. Oh stuff. no, no! I, just,
1: I think I think I think you know in 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 actuality, like not incentivizing someone to take him, it's, okay. It's, okay. would be would be a win. So, but I think I don't think I, like I I just. Are oh, you saying
0: know. ownership will will not be thrilled I, with that return?
1: They, I mean, on one hand, they will; on another hand, they won't. It's like a, It's like which is more important: my money or my pride? Oh
0: yeah, I mean. We could go and, another hour. And, and to, as, as we can figure that one out. Yeah.
1: Well, as we see with Twitter, um, it's a tough call for some people. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, I think we've, like, it, as you say, it's just kind of a period of great unknowns for the Warriors now. I think you, before I get you out of here, is there any anyone around the league that's really impressed you that you think is, you know, I you guys, you, the Warriors just played the Celtics and, and Jason Tatum, of course, had a stinker, and and so I imagine that they don't scare you anymore, but they scare everyone else in the league. But like, what else? What else have you seen around the league this year that uh, that you know? If it's not the Warriors, who is it going to be?
0: I mean, I think it's Milwaukee. Honestly, I think I'm very intrigued by New Orleans. Like, I love what they have roster construction wise. It just feels year early. one to two years yeah exactly and yeah. it's like but like they have the they have the player who commands double teams there's really only what five or six of those in the nba right like it's like step, like guys who just are schematic nightmares right and right. then just the, the sheer volume of wings they have who you could see playing so many teams like you could see trey murphy or Najee marshall obviously like her like these aren't guys who are going to get played off the floor in the playoffs. So it's just like when I see like you have the guy and then you have just elite versatility around them, um, you know, it's like, that's what the Warriors built around Steph for all those years when the bucks are right. That's what they have around Giannis. Um, it works. It works yep. formula wise. So I'm like, yep. I'm looking at them and wondering will they be the next dynasty or are they going to be another one of those? Like remember like the OKC Thunder with KD and Russ and like, we all thought they were going to be a dynasty. It just never happened. So I'm, I'm, I'm really – they have my attention because the the roster, if everything comes together and they stay healthy, like they should be a team who's winning for a very long time. But, you know, it's the NBA. Those things don't always come together or and, don't stay together like that, right?
1: And we don't have a lot of, uh, of precedent for, you know, Zion first playoff experience – Right. Just everything, everything works. I mean, I think like, you know, and his health is the, the, the player, like, yeah, yeah. Really but the player who's down
0: the road, yeah. Right. Yeah, the ahead. player
1: who's closest design as a physical force is Giannis. And like, you know, like not even counting the first couple like playoff runs, his first playoff run on a team with expectations, which was, you know, 18, 19, like ran into, we ran into the, the Raptors and, and he wasn't ready. For the multi, like the different decisions they put him to, and right. I, you know, in his first playoff run, like maybe Zion is, is immune to that, but it would be pretty unprecedented. Like, you know, sure, the, like Steph's first playoff run had moments, but it wasn't impeccable.
0: No, I mean, you're right, like that's that's the thing. You look at Zion, you look at them playing, you're like, man, no one could guard Zion, and then you you forget when it gets to the final four, like. They're all good, and they're all really smart, and they will find a way to put you in a situation you might not even think makes a guy uncomfortable, but afterwards, like, oh, ah, yeah, he can't use his left in that situation, that type of thing, you know? So it's that's kind of what makes playoff basketball more fun than anything, right? Like, just seeing how guys respond to those situations and everything. Um, but, and, yeah.
1: And how they develop that way over, like it's, it's something that I used to think was overblown. And now having both, you know, experienced it and studied it, like, no, that, that, you know, maybe the narrative part of, oh, you need to fail before you su- can succeed. But the, just the experience and the growth and the understanding how to, you know, it's, it's, uh it, it's now cliche, but, you know, like Draymond and Bob Myers are not idiots when they're talking about 16 game players versus 82 game players.
0: I mean, they literally just did, they did that to Boston last year. You you go rewatch the finals game. The first couple games, you're like, man, Boston's better than them. And then the Warriors kind of changed up the way they wanted to guard, particularly Jalen Brown, but also Jason Tatum. And they couldn't adjust. And,
1: I think we might have lost Sam. No, here, I'm right here. But oh, there you yeah, go. Sorry, back. someone tried to just yeah, pause, no.
0: But like, yeah, no. It's the um, love that when that happens. Yeah, it's you know, let's see how they adjust. Let's see how they do if someone is trying to force them left nonstop like Draymond did to Jalen Brown those last few games. You know, but those are kind of the things that um that make it fun seeing seeing how players adjust.
1: Sure. Well, I think that's as good a spot <laughs> to stop as any. Um, I think I, you know, when, when Steph comes close to coming back, uh, depending on how ugly it is, I'm, I, I, might want to have you come back on and talk about what they need to do or what they need to do. I mean, it's two very kind of different conversations to have. But, uh, until then, um, uh, th- thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks, Andy, for coming on as well. He had to, we knew he had to pop off. Uh, he had the hard,
0: few, the hard stop. Uh, yeah. 15 minutes but he, minutes. uh,
1: as always, he is he is efficient with his uh, with his his fire.
0: Yeah, that's why he, that's why he hates Jordan Poole. He he's one dribble and he shoots. You're not <laughs> not doing 18, 18 hesies in a row. Yeah. Uh, Seth, always anytime, appreciate you.
1: Well, th- thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, folks, for listening. We'll be back next week with more call and shots. Take-